0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host Roberto. I'm a photographer, videographer, um, travel blogger, influencer. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a good chunk of my life. I've supplied cost, uh, curtains and other uh, products to some of one of the largest companies in the world, Costco Canada, uh, and Costco in general. I've been on TV for Tourism Canada. I've been on TV uh, for a variety of other things. For example, currently found uh, on the ads promoting Tourism Whistler uh, on all the screens at the airport and across the country to promote our beautiful home destination Whistler. And today, today I want to talk to you about what defines a life extraordinary. Um, what type of people are seen to have that type of life? How do we fall into the trap of perhaps comparing ourselves too often? And how is it the same thing as being successful? Does it, uh, is it defined by economic success? Or is it defined by the things we do, the adventures we take, and the moments we've had? Now, A Life Extraordinary um, became the, the name of this uh, series... Simply because throughout uh, the last uh, 12 years or so that I've been doing this, people have been reached out and saying to me, what you do is beyond the norm. Where you go and how you do it is something that's beyond the ordinary. So so I'd like to you know focus on the etymological background of this, of that it's extraordinary being it's not what most people do. Now over time, uh, the lifestyle that we live has become more and more common. And I'd like to say that more and more people through perhaps like our generations through the millennials have discovered that they could live lives that are more extraordinary. You see, in the past with the baby boomer generation, they had a very fixed schedule. They they believed that, uh, that the, the the way a life should be lived is by waking up in the morning, going to the office, doing that for 30 years, uh, retiring, and then uh, enjoying yourself in retirement. And of course, little to no uh, changing of jobs. Now, to me, that doesn't uh, ring a bell to, to incredible, amazing, or even accomplished. And yet, it's those baby boomers that lived that way, including my parents, that uh, made them become successful. Now, economically successful, and and perhaps what is what does it mean when you can become economically successful and therefore help the next generation to perhaps live a life extraordinary because they have the tools to do so. You see, I know I came from the white privileged background. Background. Um, I'm uh, my dad's Canadian, my mom's Mexican. Uh, I've never. I had to be worried about uh, the food that would be on the table. I've never had to be concerned about where we were going to live, if there was going to be hot water, if I was going to be able to go to school, if I was going to be able to get to school. All of these things, you know, are truly um, things that that a generation that came from the baby boomers particularly uh, received because it's stuff that we take for granted. And yet so much of the world that lives in poverty and even abject poverty simply cannot take themselves, uh, take those things for granted. So uh, so let's jump in a little bit. Um, so first off, I guess, is it a little bit obnoxious to say your own life is extraordinary? And no, I don't think so. You know, um, what made our life particularly different is beginning with uh, jumping into the backcountry uh, slash van life lifestyle uh, almost 12 years ago. And uh, and I think this is one of the defining uh, moments in our concept that led us to live a life that was a little bit more, less normal. I was a businessman. I used to go to the office and then wear a suit. I had up to 100 employees serving in stores across Canada for me. Excuse me. And, uh, and this made me um, capable of being able to, to make the decisions to live a life that was less normal. Uh, when the recession hit in 2007, I had the choice of either going back, uh, continuing to work as, uh, as a businessman, and, uh, and I had it set, you know, because I had my business, I had uh, various other little entrepreneurial projects going on at the same time, and uh, all of which were successful. So why did uh, I leave the suit-and-tie lifestyle for one of what at the time was uncertainty, because you don't know if your your concept is going to work, um, and one at the time which required a lot of travel and a lot of uncomfortable travel, as uh, as I like to call it, and that's the type of travel where you're you're backpacking, you're sleeping on the floor at airports, you're. You're finding the least expensive hostel in a country like Thailand. So you're paying like three bucks a night and you're basically stretching your dollar as much as you can so that you can experience life. And I think that's a really important thing for the young young guns of, you know, 18 to 25 years old uh, and maybe a bit more because it's during those years that are so formative. That you're looking to understand what type of lifestyle you want to live and how that lifestyle would be extraordinary. So, in my early days backpacking, um, really by by stretching your dollar, you're stretching your experiences. And I think that's uh, there should be a direct correlation seen between uh, experiences and a life extraordinary. Do I do I define um, an extraordinary life as? Someone that's uh perhaps just super economically uh, successful and and I don't think so I think the the change of of what makes your life extraordinary versus simply being uh successful economically is uh is the difference between the perhaps a person that made money and knew what to do with that money to become truly unique and different um or 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 interesting. Than simply to have made that money because I would never be the one that would say, "Well, okay, um, what an extraordinary life for the guy that sat in his cubicle every single day of his life until he was forty um, and whatnot." But without without going on adventures and expeditions and or perhaps traveling or uh, or doing things that were uh, different than what the norm does. But perhaps perhaps where I'm I'm not seeing this right is that those people oftentimes have hobbies which search to make their life unique uh, and different. And, and I think that while I am tonight talking about the lifestyle as a general whole that's extraordinary in the, in the aspect of being different, a lot of people live very interesting life, lifestyles simply by, ha- by the fact that we as a, a race a species, enjoy so many different things as our hobbies and likes. So, so the guy that goes uh, to his CrossFit after having his 9 to 5 and, and suddenly starts lifting weights or doing exercises to Olympic levels, is his life extraordinary? Absolutely. Um, I think it's just in a different way that it's uh, a fulfilling and interesting life wherein right now I'm talking about is the most, uh, it's more the lifestyle that's different. And so one must, must ask, therefore, if we started the van life and living in campgrounds and just exploring and using it as a base to hike uh, and even as, a, as an office to sit from when you had to get some work done, um, is, is a life extraordinary less extraordinary when more people start to do that <laughs> so I, I i don't know um i think that's a question that i'd have to put up to the world one day and and find out because i think that that the the key to to what we do is particularly not comparing and that is a pitfall which perhaps is automatically put there when we're thinking about what a life extraordinary is because if we compare ourselves whether it be up or down and the majority of the time it's up um that then that's a pitfall that we that you do you you can't you know if you don't have a a base to start from then how do you say a life is extraordinary if you don't have the base to start from of what a life that is ordinary is and so i guess in a way i've already like going down this dangerous rabbit hole of, of 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 the fact that in order to know what a life extraordinary is, we must use comparison and see what's what's the norm and what's the differentiator. Um, and yet, that's something that I wanted to discuss. I'm like I'm making a point that's completely opposite to what I wanted to discuss tonight. Because I wanted to, part of me wanted to talk about how not necessarily living um, differently um, makes life interesting. But uh, and that and that comparison is a terrible thing because it leaves us so dissatisfied at our own current situations when we're looking at situations of others and and I think that that's the one of the terrible things of social media is that we we use it to compare ourselves and compare ourselves. Am I interesting enough compared to that guy or or that woman, and uh, and that's a, a horrible thing because it's instead of living in the now and in your present, you're looking at other people's lives and trying to gauge yours against theirs. And, and by that feeling of, oh, I, instead of where I am and what I'm doing and how I'm living, you look at those people's lives perhaps and think, oh, I wish I was there instead of where I am now. I wish I was doing what they're doing and perhaps even I wish I was with the person that they're with versus the person I'm with. Because that relationship looks more interesting than mine, um, and then there's obviously the comparison of like, oh, how much it looks like that person's much more successful um, than than me, and perhaps that makes me see my concept as less so than what it actually is. So I guess that's the really like dark side of uh, of social media, and I don't want to to dwell too long on that. But let's go a little bit. Into uh, another spectrum of extraordinary lives, right? So you have your 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 typical well, your typical the people that you know are spectacular in, in the lifestyle they lead. For example, Elon Musk, who re- revolutionized uh, vehicles and is in the process of of revolutionizing an entire auto industry. Something that only happens, you know, every fifty plus sixty plus years at, at least, and sometimes even less so. Um, I mean, the guy, instead of uh, when he went to Russia and he said, you know, I want to build rockets and I'm going to try and build, build a rocket um, by buying it from uh, from the Russians. And so I go to, he went to the Russians and he's like, hey, I'd like to buy a rocket. And they kind of laughed at him. They're like, okay, three million bucks. And he's like, wait a second. Like, I could make a rocket for 300,000. How the hell am I, why would I buy one for, for that price? And so he put uh, pen to paper and and started, uh, you know, doing the math on building his own rockets. And now he is literally single-handed. Well, I won't say single-handedly because he has a, a magnificent team below him helping do all this. But he has revolutionized um, the the space industry, um, and not only, you know, by by making rockets that go further and take massive payloads and and are, but rockets that can come back and land themselves and become reusable and and the horizon seems to just be set even further and further now on what he's able to do and sending people to mars and and creating a spaceship that could literally take a a group of people uh to to space stations and colonize other planets it's 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 insane now this man has claimed and, and has said that he worked 16 hours a day, seven days a week, every single day for many years to to get to this point this point and to get to these accomplishments. And, and there's no question that by having become the wealthiest man that has ever lived, uh, that Elon Musk is an extraordinary life. Um, but are we always going to compare ourselves and what our accomplishments are to the one of the the greatest businessmen and uh, and societal changing uh, men on the planet and wealthiest man on the planet, no, that wouldn't make sense because that's uh, comparing on a spectrum that that doesn't even correlate. That we're not even like, what does it? What about this guy like Alex Honnold, who who's free solos? Free solo is when you climb uh, mountains, rock climb them. Without using any um, any harness or ropes, <laughs> the harness doesn't matter, but the rope does. <laughs> yeah. So, so imagine he climbed uh, y- Yosemite and, and walls out there without using any ropes, and and that's insane because you take one fall and you die, you take one slip and bye bye, and and so there's no question in my mind that. But Alex Honnold's life as a free climbing guy, as a, as an explorer in that regard, is an extraordinary life. But, but he's no Elon Musk, nor does he make the money. Although that Elon Musk makes. That being said, I doubt not that he is quite uh, quite wealthy. And then there's the people that that make their money and then use it all for philanthropic purposes, uh, instead of for their own uh, benefit or gain. And and can't one say that that in itself is extraordinary because it's not everybody that takes what they make and decides to make the world a better place as best they can with the funds that they have made. So I think where I'm going with this is that there's so many different ways to define an extraordinary life. And, and I think that the uh, regular variables that we use to, to define that, whether it be happiness, wealth, um, uh, physical success in sport or uh, expeditions or, um, or creativity or engineering or science. These are all ways that can, can be defined as extraordinary lives. And I think the differentiator when people would point to our life as being extraordinary is that we were at the beginning of the van life movement. Uh, granted the hippies were there far before us (laughs) Um, but when it comes to our millennial generation we were definitely some of the first movers uh to go live that lifestyle out of a van down by the river they would say and uh but more so to extract the most uh of life and of experience and for us living a life extraordinary has been uh defined by that by experiences and uh and so I wondered, you know, to the fellow that that worked in an office tower um, and didn't get to spend much of, much time with his kids, um, it, that's the more ordinary um, rule of, of life that that makes ours uh, extraordinary because it's different. And I think, you know, that's that's definitely one of the key words um, to focus on is different. And so. Perhaps it shouldn't be by, we shouldn't define ourselves as a life extraordinary, but perhaps a life different. <laughs> um, doesn't have the same impact or, or ring to it, but, um, but I think that's that's important to note. You know, a lot of people um, would never climb or hike a baby 20, 30 kilometers up into the mountains when the baby's two, three months old and camp for four or five days up high in the alpine, uh, um, living in a tent and and uh, and that's what makes uh, us so so different is that we do take uh, adventures like that and then interestingly enough when i say a life extraordinary it's a singular term right so because it's really defining one person and i guess that's because i was starting uh, this podcast just just myself in regard to that i'm the, i'm the principal speaker but but in the in our concept of the expeditioners we're a family and and my and my wife has lived you know in big part similarly um, a very unique and extraordinary lifestyle and without having um, chosen to do so and perhaps without even having been given a choice, my children live extraordinary lives by Mikio before he was, uh, you know, before he was even two, had been on 60 plus flights and uh, and that's that's spectacular to have been on so many flights before you're even two years old. So, and then, and then we go camping and adventuring and sea kayaking and all these different activities that, uh, that by definition, we've forced an extraordinary life onto our children without them ever having had a choice. One of the comments we receive most frequently is people telling us, Hey, you know, um, your kids are so lucky. They're going to have extraordinary lives. Um, and they're living a way that I wish I, I could have lived. And, and I think that that's interesting because. We almost put this upon our children to live this lifestyle with us without them ever having had the choice of living uh, a life extraordinary. But yet my three-year-old, who just turned three, and she was on skis since she was two. Um, my five-year-old had traveled all over the world uh, pre-pandemic and we're starting to get back at it. Um, but I think it's important that that we don't define... Uh, success uh, uh, or, or an extraordinary life just on economic reward. Because if we did so, then you could make all the money in the world, but not do anything with it. And that would be uh, your economic success. And I think that's, that's that would be very sad because uh, life, for many that understand it <laughs> and have reached enlightenment, understand that money is not uh, the root of all happiness. Uh, indeed, I find many people that have huge economic success and that tell me sometimes Roberto you know I look at your life and I see that you're in the woods uh, and you're with your family and of course in this world of comparison we you know the, this friend in particular was saying I don't have a I, he didn't have a partner at the time a, a girlfriend or a wife and he's like you know I might have a much larger following than you I might make more money than you um, but I'm looking at your life and and seeing That you're spending more time uh, in the outdoors, whereas my concept is based on uh, city-related things. And you're uh, you're doing more travels with your kids, and you're doing uh, things that I would aspire to do. And yet, his bank account is much larger than mine. (laughs) So, so I find that really neat because there's a lot of people that are extremely wealthy that follow our adventures and our travels. And yet, uh, and sometimes I feel I'm like, oh, geez, you know, I should have perhaps started that business or or gone along with uh, that entrepreneurial project that was nothing related to the expeditioners and and the lifestyle we led, and yet, and then I stopped for a moment and say, yeah, but that would have required for me to sit in an office for 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day sometimes, staring at a computer screen and at a wall um, to get to that point. So if I had given up all of that uh, time and then perhaps my life wouldn't be the same because I couldn't be climbing mountains while being at the office at the same time. But one led to riches and the other one led to a happy soul. <laughs> so, so I think that's, you know, I think it's important that uh, that, that our generation has found um, that we're looking for balance in, in work and uh, in lifestyle. And I think that's one of the main uh, things with me is that uh, I, I look for experiences and while I understand that uh, that economic reward is necessary, uh, it's by no means uh, the end goal of our concept. Um, a few other people that, that I that I was thinking of, you know, people like Bill Gates that have revolutionized uh, the world, also became uh, philanthropists because obviously, with the advent of the computer, it completely changed how how we live as an experience as society. So, um, so, yeah, so very important to note that, that people like Bill Gates, yes, they worked like crazy and out of offices and stuff, but that was a life uh, extraordinary because it changed. But again, I, go, I reach to the most um, successful economically and sometimes to, to make these examples when, uh, when the reality is that an extraordinary life doesn't have to be completely tied with economic success. It makes it more comfortable, uh, but doesn't necessarily mean that that one is related to the other. There was this guy, um, so I used to believe as a young as a young chap, I used to believe that success was defined by uh, nice cars, nice watches, uh, a full bank account and uh, and there you go and I thought that the hippie guy that was traveling all over the world. Um, without uh, seeming goal or destination uh, was the guy that didn't understand life. And now over time I've come to realize that it's that guy, that uh, the hippie guy that traveled all the world that in my eyes has an, ex- has, has an extraordinary life and has the life that, uh, that and had figured out the life in a way that the city um, desk job guy didn't. And and that made me. That was like a big switch in my mind because I didn't care about uh, the money anymore. I cared about the experiences. And I think that's a long, uh, around the same time when I threw caution to the wind and uh, stopped uh, my my road shows selling to Costco and uh, decided to, to to set off west. Uh, from Montreal with my lady at the time who had just married and just uh, see where the road led uh, in search of experiences and in search of trying to make uh, our passion our lifestyle. And and I think that's another key that in our case has, been, uh, has defined our success is that our passion has become our job. Um, and I think that's an extraordinary thing in itself because not many people can say that their uh, passion and the thing that they most love to do is uh, what they do for work and what they do to, to make a living. You know, we have to be very understanding that in order to have an, you know, in order to live, you need to have, make money. There's no, you know, that's a basic. So, so it's very easy to say, well, go have experiences if you want to have an extraordinary life, when the reality is that uh, in order to have those experiences, it often takes money. Um, And the way we hacked that problem was by at first collaborating with brands um, and then uh, help in in that case, having them help us do the things that we wanted to do um, in order without paying us in order for us to live that lifestyle. And so at first, it it was just we were completely satisfied with that because we were staying at the most luxurious hotels in the world, being sponsored by uh, villas, being getting all the best gear money could buy, but the bank ca- the bank account just didn't keep growing, so uh, or or actually was still diminishing, and so and so when we made the switch to from just a a lifestyle sponsored in kind uh, by brands to to making getting paid for it. I think that's when I personally felt that my life was more extraordinary, when it was a combination of doing what I love and being uh, rewarded for it and I think that's the only difference between the hippie guy the the big difference between the hippie guy that travels around the world and, and me is that I get uh, rewarded for that lifestyle because I've made it my job um, and and that's you know that's that's really important because. The def- your definition of success um, should be based really on what, how you live and, and what experiences you have uh, without comparing to other people. Uh, because if we define uh, our success by comparing to other people, then I think we head down a very, very dark rabbit hole. <laughs> and, uh, and I know that even for myself, uh, I tend to compare to those above me. I never look behind. And, uh, and that's not a good thing. Um, And it's something that I've been working on also to be able to say, you know, okay, I feel like I don't have enough on whatever adventure or success of a life extraordinary might be because, look, that other person is also doing some incredible things. Um, And yet if I didn't look at that other person, then I would be completely satisfied with the lifestyle that I live because I know that the things that I do are beyond the norm. Um, But it is a totally subjective term. um, And I think it's important uh, not to dwell on the success economic of other people, uh, but more so to dwell on what is intrinsically rewarding to you. Um, And and indeed, you know, there's many people that might not even see uh, my lifestyle as being extraordinary because they would say, well, I would never do that. And and I don't want to do that. Why, who would want to be in the bush with a bunch of bugs in a canoe and a, and a leaking tent? <laughs> uh, the difference being that those experiences, particularly, and I think you've probably heard on this podcast that I often talk about the misadventures, but those experiences, even the negative, difficult ones while in, in the wild, uh, has been what defined uh, my life as being uh, extraordinary because we, it, it takes the type two fun in my line of work to really enjoy it and really create memories that last for a lifetime. The stories that I have of, uh, of misadventure are actually the greatest stories that I have. <laughs> um, and, and most of them that are, that are the most impactful come out of uh, near death or near catastrophe because by pushing the limits, and I think that is, is how I was able to accomplish adventures that, uh, that perhaps other people hadn't accomplished before. And, and I think, again, going back to, well, to by pushing the limits of whatever lifestyle you live, you're reaching an extraordinary life because that's how we grow as human beings, by, by pushing our comfort zones and by pushing the limits of where we're willing to go and what we're willing to do. Um, and I've done that a plenty. And I did it in my early days uh, as a businessman and pushing limits uh, in, the, in my business. Uh, now it's a different business, obviously the expeditioners and the travels and the photography and, and all that. Um, and then there's the whole side of family that I wanted to t- talk about because when somebody, sometimes I look and to be fully honest sometimes i look at a guy or a girl that has one kid and while i know that having one child is spectacular i know that by having 3 it's multiplied threefold <laughs> and and that the feeling that i have or compared or the understanding of what i have to be a parent compared to someone that has no children in that simplicity is extraordinary in itself because you truly don't understand that limit of your uh, experience as a human being on this planet without actually having had a child children to to understand that and and if we and if we don 't extrapolate to having to climb spectacularly difficult mountains or sea kayak across big oceans to live life extraordinary, uh, there is you know one of the most extraordinary feelings that I ever have is simply hugging my kids at the end of a long day so uh, so all this to say that. There is no one definition of a life extraordinary. Simply put, um, I think it's by pushing the limits of our comfort zones, by not staying in the same job, by not going to the same places as always, um, that we live uh, extraordinary lives. So, so I hope nobody finds my, the term of my podcast obnoxious, because uh, I think it's just uh, being honest that, uh, that I had two paths to take in my early days which would could have been a very easy and comfortable uh one of being a businessman at a desk job every day and would it have been rewarding yes but it wouldn't have been different and i look for different in pretty much all of the adventures i do and i think that's what makes my life extraordinary thanks a lot for listening to me on this brief podcast today i hope i didn't go on too many tangents uh excited to get on a podcast in the next uh week or two with uh, some of the other call-in creators here here on the app. Uh, don't forget that this is a platform uh, to be social and chat and interact. So while I haven't had that many people on, uh, the last few podcasts I have had some, some great, great callers in, um, and I'm excited to be a, a one calling in or a speaker on other people's podcasts coming down the road. So I'll keep you tuned on that. And wishing you all a grand and great day from sunny Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. I'm Roberto for A Life Extraordinary. See you next time. Bye-bye.